Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the author incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Well, hey, everybody. It is another episode of Book Journeys Radio, and I am so excited to have you all with us. Every episode of this show, we talk to an author who made that journey from wanting to write a book to crossing the finish line and publishing it, and we learn from them what it was that helped them to accomplish their goal. You know, the New York Times says 85% of people have a book in them, and yet fewer than 1% of people finish those books that they dream of. So what is it that makes the difference? That's what we're going to look into today. We have an amazing author with us. Jen Dalton is uh, the author of The Intentional Entrepreneur, Um, Jen, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, let's just start off by telling people what is The Intentional Entrepreneur about and who did you write it for? Sure. The Intentional Entrepreneur is a personal brand guide for entrepreneurs and executives. And the whole idea is that we focus so much on a company brand, but we really don't leverage the reputation of the founder um, and the executive to grow, uh, to grow the business and accelerate more quickly as they launch their business, whether you're a solopreneur or as you grow and lead it if you're a Fortune 500 CEO. And why did you want to write this book? And when you answer that, um, Jen is actually um, Jen is actually the CEO and founder and a reputation strategist for executives and entrepreneurs. So I'm thinking that's part of your reason. Her (laughs) website is brandmirror.com. And so tell us with that background and that experience, what made you want to write this book? Sure. So when I started my company four years ago, you know, obviously entrepreneurs and, and business owners think about revenue. Um, I had another number in mind, which was number of people to impact. And I found mm. that as, as I really worked with clients um, over the last few years, and every year, you know, in, in 2014, my goal was 1,000 people. In 2015, I wanted to help 10,000. And a lot of that I did through speaking and working one-on-one. But I knew if I wanted to hit my goal this year of helping 100,000 people, that I really needed to share the process I use with my clients. And so what's really fun about this book is I got to highlight not only the process I use, but also a lot of the entrepreneurs and executives I work with. And so you have real case studies and exercises. So by the end of the book, you really know why you started your business how you want to bring that story into it to connect with your customers better, and then really leverage your thought leadership to convert clients faster and have the impact you're looking to make as an owner. Love it. So 
obviously running a business like this, having the number of clients you've had, the experience you've had, the training you have, there are a lot of things that you could have written about. Um, And one of the challenges I think that stop people from finishing their book is that they have so many different book ideas. So I'm wondering for you, was it difficult to focus in and choose kind of this specific piece of what you've done? And if so, how did you do it? Well, I think you're right. I mean, you know, we all get a little bit uh, shiny object syndrome where we mm-hmm. have all of these great ideas that distract us from moving forward. And so the easiest place for me to start, I'd been thinking about writing this book for about two years, was really to get pragmatic and say what will be most useful. And if I'm not in the room, someone can pick up the book and it's almost like they're working with me. And so at first I wanted to write a book for everybody because everyone does have a personal brand. Um, But when you write for everyone, you know, as, as you coached me through this and I discovered myself as well, you're really not writing for anyone. And so, you know, for me I had to get very clear on who am I writing it for And the majority of my clients are entrepreneurs and CEOs. And so although this can be read by anyone and many of the exercises will be useful, um, the case studies and uh, a lot of the exercises I have are extremely relevant and focused for entrepreneurs. Um, So I did have to get clarity and focus on my my really my ideal reader and who am I writing this book for Mm -hmm. to make it more meaningful. And what is so? I'm just curious about this. What? Why the intentional entrepreneur? What? What did you mean by the word intentional? That's a great question. I feel like naming your book is like naming your child. It's such a hard thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. I knew it was for entrepreneurs, and so I knew I needed to have that in the title. Um, the intentional piece. You know, I find when it comes to life we're all so busy and we fly by the seat of our pants and we're multitasking and you know we're remembering things as we're doing it and you get pretty chaotic and you don't get a chance to be strategic and for entrepreneurs especially you get stuck in the business and not working on the business and so from a personal brand standpoint it's even more important to just press pause back up a little bit and think how can i be mindful and planful and intentional with, you know, what's the business I'm trying to build? How do I complement the company brand to grow the business? And so the intentionality is really important. Intentional when you start your company, what's the why behind it? Or intentional when you go to write a blog or go to speak at a conference to represent your company. What are you saying? What do you need it to do for you? Because I find if you're not intentional, you can waste a ton of time and really not be um, as productive and as impactful as you want to be. All right. Well, speaking of wasting a ton of time, lots of people waste a ton of time writing their book. And so um, I'm wondering, what is something that you wish you knew before you wrote your book? that you think might have helped you get it done um, faster or easier, something that you kind of learned afterwards and then you said, oh, right, if I had to write another book, this is what I would do. Yeah, I think that's a a great question. You know, writing a book is like you're creating something. 
And creating something always sounds glamorous, like let's start a business, let's have a kid, let's, you know, do all of these things, right? And, and then you don't realize that's just the beginning. And so writing the book was really hard, and that, you know, I don't know that I was fully ready for that. But, you know, then launching the book and then continuing to market mm. the book. And so I think, I know I underestimated, you know, it, it is a creation, but you have to continue to nurture it and and keep it moving forward. It's not just you write the book and you're done. If you really want to yeah. make a difference, you've got to put even more effort into it as you go along. Yeah, I think people think like 90% of the effort is in writing the book. Right. And that's probably like <laughs> the reverse of what it actually is. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. Good to know in advance. Um, So how about while you were writing the book? Did you experience writer's block or procrastination or moments where you weren't sure what to say? You know, I think um, the beginning was tricky. You know, know, again, it sounds a lot easier than it is. I remember after I wrote my first chapter and it just wasn't that great. Um, And you and your team were like, yeah, you might need to rewrite that. (laughs) And so it took me a little while to figure out my voice, but also to figure out what's really the right content in the right order that Mm -hmm. takes people on a journey in the book. Um, And so I think that was, you know, that was tricky. Once I got into it, it was easier. And, And I think the biggest thing is if you love what you're writing about, it is much easier to write it, and it comes out. But but sometimes just getting started and figuring out, you know, how does this actually work, and then starting into it, um, it's much easier. But that first chapter for me was tough. Um, mm. I think working with a group of authors, you know, I knew that I needed a sort of accountability partner to move me through quickly um, mm. and not get stuck. And so I think a lot of people, you know, try to do it on their own. And the reality is there's very little in life you can do on your own. And it's that's, you know, that's even more true, I think, when writing a book. So what surprised you about the process of writing your book? What was easier for you than you thought it would be? And what was harder for you than you thought it would be? I think organizing organizing my thoughts at the beginning, you know, I thought going in, like, there's a certain way you write a book and you you do an outline and you do this, and as long as you do that, it'll all happen. And I think that actually constrains creativity. And so I think that the process of really just what do you really need to communicate and put that, putting that all out there on Post-it notes on paper and really thinking through um, – what do I want people to be at the end of the book? How do I want them to be different? And it really helped, um, really helped me move through that. There were certain chapters that were harder than others and where I would go back and I would condense them or scratch a chapter or, you know, for me, and this sounds a little bit, a little bit funny, but for me, I have 10 chapters in the book and I actually wanted to have five that were about discovering yourself and what that meant, and five that were about now what's the action you go take. Because the the logo of my book is a reflection. The logo of my company is a reflection. And so mm. it's perception versus reality. So 
not that I was as intentional in, in the writing of it, but I found as I went through that I tried to really reinforce the same values and the same approach um, that I have in my logo and my branding and my story as I did in hmm. how I wrote the book and how it flowed from the beginning to, to the end. Hmm. That's fascinating. You did a great job with case studies, and there are a lot of uh, business owners that we get to know reading your book. How, how did you pick those case studies, and how has the reaction been from the people that you featured in the book? A lot of them, you know, because I've worked with dozens and dozens of, dozens of people, it was hard to pick which ones to include. But, you know, if we were talking about the power of a name and how that name came to be because of the owner or the power of um, a point of view or the power of um, writing content or living your values, personal values, and how they show up in the company, I really tried to find clients that fit each of those pieces to the puzzle that were most exciting and really compelling. And so, you know, as we go through the book, I don't just stay with one person. I really go across industries and across company size. And, you know, all of the people that I reached out to were really excited to be in it. Most of them had never been highlighted that way. I think entrepreneurs are are a lot of Mm. unsung heroes. Um, And even when we did the big book launch, you know, I had them all come and sit on a panel and talk about what it meant and what does intentional mean to them. And, and they are all very intentional. So, you know, I think it was a little bit nerve-wracking being in a book, but I talked them through it and I obviously let them review it and, you know, before anything was published. But um, I think they were excited, excited to share their learnings themselves, excited to share what worked for them. Um, and so, mm. you know, the other thing I'll say is, there are 10 more books I could write with similar case studies. I mean, there are so many amazing entrepreneurs. Um, these are the and ones that you have to work with. I, maybe I will. I might have another few mm. books on me. We'll see. So, okay, you, you write the book, you get it done, you get it published. You've done a bunch of things. When was your book published? My e-book came out in January, and then my print book came out in March, at the end of March. Okay, so it's been six six to nine months since your book came out. Tell us what the last six to nine months have been like for you. What sorts of opportunities have you had or have you created um, with your book, speaking, book signings? Tell us a little bit about what you've been able to do. Yeah, there are definitely a few examples I'd pull out. Um, You know, the book launch, I went a little bit, overboard um but it was really exciting and what i ended up doing was having all of the proceeds from the book launch go to a charity i support in my area and so um we had it at a really nice location we invited uh, a ton of people entrepreneurs executives and impromptu i asked nine of my case studies nine of my clients and friends to get up and, and, and sit on a panel and speak. And mm-hmm. we videotaped it. We had a photographer there. So I think sometimes people forget to, to find evidence of the things they're doing. You know, 
It's kind of that joke. If there wasn't a picture, it didn't happen. Um, And so I think for anybody doing a book launch, be really mindful of how do you create an experience not only for the people there but for everywhere else. Um, And so I think, you know, the video work I had, I had the clients do interviews after the book launch. So I've got a lot of content that I can use to showcase the book but also to showcase the clients that I've worked with and how amazing they are. So the book launch was really an important one for me, and then also we got to give back and, and do good. Um, I think one of the other opportunities was creating a panel of executives in this area um, at, a, at a location where they agreed to pay for it, and it was fairly expensive, um, but it was about intentional leadership. And so there were a lot of executives there, and so it's that next articulation of what does it mean to be an intentional leader. And it just so happened in this case, all of the people were executives and CEOs. And so I think, you know, a book takes on another life once it's published. There's more that comes from it. Um, And so creating opportunities like speaking or panels or ways to create value can really give your book more life. And so at any speaking event, I always have books. You know, I have bookmarks that were made. I had um, very specific collateral made that really worked with the book. And, you know, I think that's been really good, but you have to set a budget. You know, you have to think about what you're trying to do with it, the results you need to get it to work for you. You know, it's not an insignificant investment, but you can be really efficient about it if you're mindful and intentional. Love it. What are are there results that you can track from having a book? Do you know if you've gotten clients or expanded engagements or things that have happened um, since the book has come out that it might have influenced? Yeah, I think most of the clients, um, any speaking engagements I've done where you can say that you have a book and it's a tangible, you know, mine, I love my hefty book. It's nice and, and luxurious feeling. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people believe that that says something about your credibility and that it opens doors that you may, you know, in the past not have been able to open. Um, And so there are speaking engagements that have come from having a book. Um, It's an easy way to talk about um, what you do and how you can help people, and they can see it, and it's tangible. Um, So, you know, I gave a talk in April in Cincinnati or having the book really helped make that possible. I have a talk in Idaho um, in September. And then I do, of course, three or four locally every month in D.C., in the D.C. area. Um, and so it's opened a lot of doors to entrepreneur groups, um, to CEO executive groups like Vistage, for example, um, where it makes a big nice. difference if you have a book. It's you know, the the bar is higher now. People need more evidence of their credibility, and I think a book is a really powerful way to do that. What are some of the most common questions that you get about being an author about the book? A lot of people want to know how long it took me to write it because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think so many well, How people... do you answer that one? Uh, well, I tell them 13 weeks, and then they all freak out, and they're like, what? Hmm. And I'm like, I know, it's crazy. Um, But the real answer is I had the book in my brain for two years. I just didn't do anything with it. You know, and so that percentage earlier that you quoted I think is so spot on. Um, But I know how I operate, and I knew if I didn't 
join a program, it wasn't going to happen. And so for me, 13, works was, 13 weeks was the perfect answer that worked, um, you know, each to his own. But, but yeah, most people are surprised. Um, that's really the number one question. And then the second one is, like, how's it going? <laughs> so, but I think the yeah. one, that, that seems to be a big hurdle for people. So you've said this a little bit, but I'll just kind of ask it again to see if anything else comes up for you, is there are a lot of people who struggle to get their book finished. You've mentioned a few things, but maybe just recap the highlights. Why do you think you were able to finish and finish so quickly? Well, I, I'm a very pragmatic person. Um, I mean, my book is what I call inspired action. So there are stories to inspire, but then there's practical exercises. And so the reason uh, the difference press process worked for me is because, one, it's a process. And so there are steps you take every week that move you through it, and you're not alone. And, you know, peer pressure worked in middle school and high school and college, and it works as adults. Um, so I can't, can't underestimate the power of doing things as a group and hard things. And so that that sort of weekly check-in was huge for me. I also think the the process was huge. And so having somebody guide you through it, because it's a whole lot of unknowns. You know, there's so much mm. more I know now than I knew in the beginning, and there's still stuff I don't know. Um, so I think those three, like not knowing how to get started, but having someone to help you with the expertise, the peer groups, um, and then I think a real process. Those all really resonated and worked for me. And um, it was a journey that you didn't do by yourself, so it was a lot more fun to do, even though it was super hard. Yeah, it's interesting. I think people think of writing as this lonely and miserable activity. So when you say (laughs) uh, it was a lot of fun, like that's great, but also you mentioned, um, but it was really hard. So what do you think the difference is between the image of hard that people have and the kind of hard this was? Well, I think if you, you know, if you envision going to some remote cabin in the woods to write your book, that's a lot of pressure on yourself and you're alone. And so there's no sounding board. There's nobody to say, hey, I don't think you're coming at it from the right angle or perspective. Um, Mm. And so it's important, you know, to have a group to know that it's like a relay. You're all going around together or my favorite sport, which is rowing, right? You're all in the boat together. You need to get to the finish line. And if one of you isn't doing it, it messes it up for everybody. And so, you know, when you go through it together, it lessens or diminishes the, the pain a little bit because you're like, hey, if, if they can do it, I can do it. Um, and you're not in the cabin by yourself where everyone's expecting you to come back from the cabin with a book. Um, in this particular case, it was really... You know, I didn't tell a lot of people I was writing a book. You know, I joined the group, did it, and finished it, but I was with that group and committed. Um, mm. And so when you do something with a group, it makes a big difference. That's why people run marathons in groups. I mean, can you imagine running the Boston Marathon by yourself? It probably would suck. Mm. Um, Alone so, on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am running. Yeah, no, so group effort right. is a good thing. Uh, group is good. 
So what advice would you give or have you given to um, people who say to you that they want to write a book, but they just haven't been able to get focused or make the time? What do you tell them? Well, the first thing I tell them is that the longer they wait, the harder it's going to be to um, stand out. You know, you know, more and more people, granted it's only like 1% that decided to write a book, but more and more people are realizing they need to write a book. They have it in them. And so the sooner you just say, let's go do this and take the jump, the better. The longer you wait, the longer it will be before your message is out there the longer it will be before people get to hear about you. You know, I tell my clients telepathy is not a good strategy. If you want people to know what you can do, you need to write about it, you need to speak about it, and a book is a really great way to do that. And it shows commitment and perseverance. So number one, just get started with the idea of I can do this. Um, Number two is, and this is a really big one for me, who are you writing it for? And you need to think of it very specifically. Um, and I think your process helped us really do that very well. Um, and the third is just, you know, really think about how do you want someone to be different by the end of your book. I think books need to be meaningful. They need to be valuable. And when I finish reading it, I've given you my time to read it, so I need to come away from the book changed. And so think about where someone is at the beginning of the book and where you want to move them to by the end. Um, and those those three, are, I think, are really important. You know, get started. Who are you writing it for? And just think about what do you want your book to be able to do for the person, but also for for your business too. Um, but how do you want to transform somebody? Because books are really powerful. Love it. So in our last couple minutes here, tell us what's next for you and for Brand Mirror. What's going on? And um, And how can people get in touch with you? Sure. So, you know, the big things that are coming up, I'm working on, as a lot of people are, working on uh, TED Talks, but really working on what are some groundbreaking concepts that I can think about and speak about and write about for my next book as well. Um, One of the things that's really come out of the book, and also just in speaking with the executives and CEOs, is this idea of, you know, when when companies need teams to perform, sales team is a really good example, or a leadership team, the personal brand plays a really big role. So I have a a lot of clients who have come to me to do personal branding but with a team, you know, because the the sum needs to be greater than the parts. So how do you help Mm -hmm. individual CEO, COO, CIO get clarity on the value they bring so they can perform better together? Um, So they're client-facing, right? They're very visible, same with a sales team. So that's a really cool trend that I think is is coming. Companies realizing their people are their best asset and they're under-leveraging them. And so, you know, I've got some engagements there that are really exciting and fun. Um, The best way for people to get in touch with me, you know, of course, they can email me directly at jendalton at brandmuir. They can I do complimentary consults because sometimes people just need a sounding board for a few minutes and they can be really helpful. They can sign up for that through my website. I do have an e-letter where I send out unique content that nobody else sees, so it's you know just for um, just for folks that subscribe. 
And, yeah, those are probably the best ways to get started. And, of course, they can go to Amazon and buy the print book. If they buy the e-book, they can download a workbook that goes with it and print that out. Um, right. But uh, those are ways to get started. Awesome. Jennifer Dalton is the author of The Intentional Entrepreneur. It's available on Amazon. You can learn more about Jen at brandmirror.com. Jen, thanks so much for being our guest today. Thank you so much. I have a book because of you, so thanks. You're welcome. So every week on Book Journeys, we talk to another author about how they cross the finish line in writing their book. Maybe you're thinking about uh, a book for yourself. Maybe it's time for you to cross that finish line for yourself. If you are thinking um, that that is something you want to consider, I encourage you to go to theauthorincubator.com and you will see an offer for my book, The Difference, 10 Steps to Writing a Book That Matters. You can buy it on Amazon or you can get it for free on my website just because uh, we like to say thank you to our visitors. So check that out if you are thinking about writing a book. And tune in to our future episodes here as well, where we will continue to examine what holds people back from getting their message out into the world so that we can help change the world one book at a time. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.